listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch With Me podcast, where we help you pray for your persecuted family. My name is Andrew, and with me today is Nicolette. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the podcast last week, Jared and Andrew uh, let you know that we're starting a mini-series on the podcast focusing on the different spheres of persecution. So last week, Jared and Andrew discussed the sphere of violence by looking at what is happening in sub-Saharan Africa. So uh, if you haven't watched that podcast, we highly recommend it. Absolutely. And in that podcast, we talked about our Arise Africa Week of Prayer Uh, which is happening this week, May 7th to 14th. We're in the middle of it right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, But you can join us and get your prayer guide uh, by visiting opendoorscanada.org slash Arise Africa. Yes. Um, You can also check out our YouTube channel or any of our social medias because every day this week we are posting a minute-long guided prayer of sorts to go along with each of the days of the week of prayer. So check that out as well. Right, so this week we're going to continue that mini-series by looking at one of the spheres of pressure. Now, a quick recap, uh, the World Watch list, every country gets a score out of 100. That score is based on six spheres, each scoring out of 16 and two-thirds. Five of them are types of pressure, are are spheres of pressure, and the the sixth one is violence. Mm -hmm. Right, and so last week we looked at violence, and, and we actually give... Uh, a ranking to countries based on their violence score. Well, the same thing happens with pressure. Mm-hmm. We give them a ranking based on, on the pressure as well. Yeah, so the five spheres of pressure um, that are measured on the World Watch List are private life, family life, community life, national life, and church life. Ooh, very good. Uh, this week, we're only going to focus on one of those uh, mm-hmm. spheres, but uh, when we talk about pressure ranking, uh, it is the combined score of those five spheres, right? Mm-hmm. It's, so it's it's really their World Watch List score minus their violence score equals their precious pressure score. Yes. Or you know the 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 private life, family life, community life, national life, church life scores all combined. Yes. Right. Um, and so uh, just as Jared quizzed me last week on some of the uh, violence score rankings. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a bit about the rankings for pressure. So I'm wondering okay. how many of the top 10 countries for ranking when it comes to pressure score can you name? Okay, well, we'll start with the easy one, which is North Korea. Correct, number um, one. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm gonna get this in the right order, but uh, uh, Somalia. Somalia is number three. Okay. Um, Yemen. Yemen is, is number two. There. I think so. In the world, watch us. They're the other way, but Somalia yes. has a higher violence score. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can see the nuance of calculating a score. Um, another one up there is probably Eritrea. Eritrea, Eritrea is number eight. Okay. So they must also have a high. They have a high violence, violence score. score. Yeah. Um, Sudan? Sudan is number 10. Okay. I don't think India would be in the top 10. 
What it? For pressure. For pressure? Yes. I don't know. You have to guess. Okay, oh, I'm, guessing, guessing? I'm guessing. I'm no, guessing India. <laughs> India is not. Okay. Okay. Uh, India is actually the uh, of the extreme levels of persecution. It is the lowest. Those that score an extreme level of persecution, so more than 80, it is the low has the lowest pressure score. Yeah. Because it has a, a high violence score. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, granted, it's also the the lowest total score that hits extreme as well. Yes. It's number 11. It did drop out of the top 10 yeah, this year it is as 11. well. Okay. Um, more countries. Libya. Libya is number four on the pressure score. Do you know? Do you remember how many I have at this point? Uh, you've <laughs> said North Korea, Yemen, Somalia, Libya, Eritrea. So you said five of them. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh. Oh. Wait. Did you say number? <laughs> did you say Sudan? I did. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay um, well, I'll t I'll tell you this. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give one last guess. Okay. Is it Iran? Iran is in there. Yeah. yeah okay. It's number nine. All right. Uh. Well. Uh, you're missing Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, there are two <laughs> countries in the top 10 yeah. that uh, are not an extreme level, like they're not over 80, but they make it into the top 10 in, uh, in pressure. Oh, they have a low violence score. Okay. Now, I know you know one of them because we're going to talk about it today. Okay. <laughs> so, that one is... Maldives. But do you have any idea what the other one is? Is it like Syria? Nope. Okay. Um, it is a, a country where you would traditionally think, when you think of, uh, you know, not Christian at all. Um, okay. Is it um, Saudi Arabia? It is Saudi Arabia. Okay. Saudi Arabia and Maldives are the two countries in the top 10 that uh, don't score an extreme level overall, but they do have a a pressure score in the top 10 okay is what i'm saying okay uh so actually in fact maldives is um it is the seventh highest pressure score but of all the countries both on the world watch list and the persecution watch list so mm -hmm. that's about 73 countries it has the lowest violence score of all of them really yeah. That's very interesting. Right? So you this is why Maldives, Maldives yet yeah, Maldives ends up being 15th on the overall world watch list yeah. because it is a, a country of pressure. Yeah. The reason it, it's not a lot of violence is because there's Christians are so hidden yeah. that you don't see violence against mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the pressure is high but the the violence isn't there. That's very interesting. So today we're going to look specifically at uh, one sphere, as we said, and that's the sphere of uh, pressure in the national life. Mm -hmm. Now, for the purposes of the World Watch List, national life is defined as the interaction between Christians and the nation they live in. This includes rights and laws, the justice system, national public administration, and public life. Mm -hmm. So in order for our World Watch research team to calculate what the pressure score would be in the national life sphere, and they do this for all of the sphere of, spheres of life, um, but they have a questionnaire that yeah. they, they ask people. And so the questionnaire asks about all sorts of topics that would fall under the national uh, sphere of life. So things like uh, national ideology, constitution, uh, registration of religion and IDs, 
there's all sorts of things that are asked about that yeah. fall under this category. I mean, we could list a whole a whole mm -hmm. list of them, and it would just be okay. Well, what does that mean? So instead, yeah. <laughs> what we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna look at some examples, uh, largely from the Maldives, mm -hmm. being that it's this, it's a, it has a high score in national life pressure, and it's a a country that is really a pressure-filled country when it comes to persecution. Mm -hmm. uh, and to see, you know, what, how this national life score comes about. Yeah. So, first of all, the laws of the Maldives uh, restrict religious freedom. Um, the constitution designates Sunni Islam as the official state religion, and they refer to the country as being 100% Muslim, and uh, government regulations are based on Islamic law. The Maldives is really proud of this fact, and among reg other regulations, one states, it is illegal to propagate any other religion other than Islam. So penalties for violating this regulation can range from house arrest to being imprisoned for five years, up to five years, depending on the gravity of the offense. Right. Um, and offenders that are foreigners are usually yeah. deported. Right. So you can understand mm -hmm. how this would be national life, yes. right? Like it, it's basically if you are a Maldivian, if you, you're considered a Muslim. Yes. Right. You're, there's no room to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, also in the Maldives, Christians aren't allowed to express their views in public. Mm -hmm. uh, any opinion that seems contrary to Islam, even voices of Islamic moderation, yeah. uh, are subject to harsh criticism and even violence. Which also means there are no Christian civil society organizations allowed in the country, let alone political parties, right? So yeah. so Christians have no say in any of the politics, no. which is a unfortunately expected in a country like Maldives. Mm -hmm. But it also means that uh, there's no such thing as a Christian NGO operating in the country. Yeah. So. Another area of national pressure is public smear campaigns or hate speech. So in the Maldives, anything conveyed about Christians will almost always be negative and critical. Um, but the negative descriptions are generally aimed mm -hmm. uh, in a corporate way at Christian outsiders, not directed at individuals within uh, Maldivian society because, like we said, all nationals are assumed to be Muslim. Right. Um, so expatriate Christians become the targets of smear campaigns or hate speech if they're perceived to be spreading their faith. Slandering someone as a suspected or known Christian or damaging their home or business, for example, um, not only elicits no punishment, but it's actually seen as a patriotic duty. I know this is all determined to be national life pressure. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there are other examples um that show up for that were are considered national life pressure maybe not as prevalent in the Maldives uh, but they could include things like uh, unequal treatment in the court system yeah. now this w would happen in the Maldives but it's very unlikely for a Christian to be taken to trial in the Maldives because it's there's so few Christians it's so Christians have to be so secret with their faith that, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, and to, to help you understand how secret Christians have to be with their faith in the Maldives, I remember uh, hearing a story of, of a married couple who had both found faith in, in Christ, but they d didn't know that each other had found become a Christian because that's mm -hmm. how careful yeah. you have to be, right? Yeah. Right. And so uh, 
court system in the in unequal treatment in the court system. Mm-hmm. What happened in Maldives doesn't, but this is something that would be prevalent in a place like North Korea, where being a Christian basically means you're just sent to prison. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing to consider is identity cards that state religion. Um, this is common in many countries. For example, in Yemen, um, uh, something that can happen is that a convert wouldn't be able to change the religion on their ID card because any conversion from Islam is apostasy, which is a capital offense. Right. And so ID cards, I mean, we don't really understand them in Canada in terms yeah. of, of having a religion on it, right? Yeah. But this can have a, a lot of, it can have a lot of effects, right? Because if, if your ID card says uh, you're Muslim, uh, you're not allowed to marry someone who says Christian, mm-hmm. right? And so even if you've come to faith in Christ, you can't get it changed. You you legally can't marry someone who, who has Christian on their card, right? Mm-hmm. Or if, uh, if, you know, two people who convert, convert from Islam, it says Islam and Islam on their cards, they have a kid, their kid is automatically labeled as a, as a Muslim, as well. not as a Christian, even though they're being raised in a Christian home, right? So yeah. th- this obviously... Mm-hmm. Uh, affects their life. It can create pressure and, and different things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example of pressure in the national sphere of the sphere of national life uh, is when those who cause harm against Christians are deliberately left unpunished. I mean, you kind of referenced this earlier about the Maldives, uh, but this happens in a lot of countries. Most prevalent, well, among the most prevalent would be India. Yeah, for sure. There's lots of stories where um, you know there's an attack. Um, the the persecuted Christian that's being attacked calls the police. The police not only don't help, sometimes they join in on the persecution. Sometimes that that Christian gets arrested. Yes, exactly. So it it gets real complicated really fast. Um, But over this conversation, these are just some examples of what constitutes pressure in the national life sphere. But we hope these stories that we've shared give you a better understanding of what we mean when we say pressure in the national uh, life yeah, sphere of life. Absolutely. So. And, you know, as always with the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we don't just want to tell you about the pressure that our brothers and sisters are facing. We want to pray for them. Yeah. And so here are some things that you can be praying for when we think about pressure in the national life. But obviously, we want to pray for Christians in the Maldives. Mm-hmm. Very difficult place to be. Mm-hmm. We also want to pray for Christians who are being treated unfairly in the justice system. And we want to pray for Christians who live in places where it's illegal to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so, Nicolette, would you pray for us? Yes. Join us as we pray. Lord Jesus, uh, today um, we think of our brothers and sisters around the world that are impacted by so many types of pressure, but today we especially think of those impacted by uh, pressure in the national sphere of life, Lord. Um, We think of our brothers and sisters in the Maldives where um, it's just assumed that you're Muslim and there's no, it feels like there's no space to be a Christian and yet we know that there there is a church in the Maldives and that they are standing strong for you despite how secretive they must be. So uh, Lord, we just pray that you would be with each one. Um, We pray that you would surround them, that you would Uh, comfort them, that they would feel close with your presence. I'm sure they face a lot of uh, isolation and uh, just fear of having to keep an eye out and um, make sure that whoever you're sharing your faith with can really be trusted. And um, I think even of the stories that Andrew was sharing about how even a husband and wife that find Jesus may not know that the other is Christian. And 
Uh, Lord, we just ask that you would give our brothers and sisters wisdom and discernment and that mm. you would connect our brothers and sisters to each other so that even in a place that tries to crowd them out, that they would have um, that they would be able to have community and encouragement in the fact that they are not alone in their faith. Uh, Lord, we also think of our brothers and sisters around the world that are treated unfairly in uh, the court system. Um, we know that you are a God of justice, that you, uh, that you are righteous, that you care that um, the right that the truth uh, prevails and um, we we know that you see each one of our brothers and sisters that are uh, innocent and caught um, in a complicated situation that's trying to put them down and um, we ask that justice would uh, prevail and that truth would prevail and we we pray lord that you would give our brothers and sisters favor and that they would not be uh, wrongfully imprisoned or separated from their family um, and community in any way. Um, but Lord, even when that does happen, we know that you are with them wherever they are. Um, you are with our brothers and sisters that are imprisoned and their story isn't over there. You can use them right where they are. And um, we, we know that you, um, you can take any situation that is meant for evil and turn it for good. So um, we entrust our brothers and sisters into your hands. And Lord, we also uh, think of our brothers and sisters that live in areas where it's illegal to be a Christian. Um, and we're so grateful for their lives that they choose to follow you even when their nation says not to. Um, we know that you will honor this and we pray, God, that you would protect them, that you would give them favor, and that uh, they would know, even just in their spirit, that they are not alone, that there's a global church around the world that loves them, that is praying for them. And, um, and we pray that you would strengthen their spirit and their faith, that they would hold on to you no matter what they face. Um, we, we bring these things to you and we lay them at your feet and we trust that, um, that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords no matter what darkness tries to do in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for praying with us. And we encourage you again, once again, continue praying with us all week for our Arise Africa Week of Prayer. Visit opendoorscanada.org slash ariseafrica. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.